All right. Thank you. Hello? Okay. We're on. Okay, guys. Um, Jared's here. He made it. And um, Jared is, is a guy who... I really haven't really gotten to know Jared that well. I met him last year when I was here for a week, and then I've got to know him just a little bit over the course of this past year being here in Tennessee. But he's a, a local. He's from Bristol, Tennessee. And he flew in just a little bit ago, just a couple hours ago, an hour or so ago, from Florida, right? New Hampshire, wherever. He flew in and just got in just in the nick of time, and, and we are happy to hear from him what the Lord's laid on his heart tonight. So, Jared, I, I appreciate you coming. This is Jared Lester. How's it going? Okay, how many of you all have heard me before? Okay, don't talk to anybody who hasn't heard me. So, Chloe, what's up? Hey, what's up? Not much. Um, okay, wait a minute, I've got to say this. Colt talked about being wired, and Cole will be the first one to tell you, as well as anybody who's ever heard me before. Um, I have ADD really bad. <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend's brother actually says that I have ADOS which is attention deficit, ooh, shiny. That's, that's actually more of like the way that I am. Um, so I came up here to tell you one thing, but I saw Chloe and, uh, hey, Aaron. And, uh, and it reminded me of something. So my flight from New Hampshire, I love this. I flew from New Hampshire, which is like northeast part of the country, down to Atlanta, which means I actually flew like right over you guys. Sat in Atlanta for an hour and 20 minutes, and then took an hour flight up here. So I landed at 8 o'clock and then drove straight here. <clears throat> On the flight from Atlanta, I was in a sardine can with propellers. <laughs> and the air didn't work, and it was just, it was miserable. And so I'm sitting there and I have my iPod ready because I've been traveling and I'm just, I'm tired. And we take off. And they go, um, when we reach cruising altitude, you can take out your electronic devices, you know, your iPods, your laptops, whatever. I'm like, awesome. So I have it ready, and I've got it set on this CD, and I'm just, I'm pumped because I, I want to listen to it, you know, to get ready to come here. So I get up, we get up to cruising altitude, and they go, you may now take out your electronic devices. And I was like, awesome. So I take it out, and I turn it on, and I, I hear a song, one of the songs start playing. So I start to lay my head back. And I get through one song, and they come on, and they go, uh, we're going to begin our descent. We need to turn off all electronic devices. And I was like, great, one song. But here's the good thing about this. What is going on in my head, Chloe? I have a party going on in my head constantly. There's constantly music going. I tell people, if you see me just kind of standing still, I won't stand still for long because usually there's music going on. And uh, you all are sometimes the recipients of that. I feel sorry for you uh, because that's just kind of how it goes. So, um, but what was it, a couple of years ago? Yeah, we all decided that I had way too big of a party going on in my head for just me. And so I just started inviting everybody. So there's a Facebook group called Party in My Head. Uh, feel free to join it if you want to. 
Colt's a member. Chloe's a member. Aaron, are you a member? Okay, Aaron's like, I don't, I don't know. So, I'm so glad to see every one of you all here. I honestly didn't think I was in the right building when I walked in. Because there's like a huge wall, like right as you walk in. I was expecting like the big curtain. And then I walk around the corner, and this looks awesome. Like, this is exciting. So, we have an Ark of the Covenant now. <laughs> and the waterfall is killer. That is awesome. I kind of... Kind of makes me want to jump in. So, well, uh, like I said, I am so glad to be here with you guys. Uh, I was in New Hampshire for a NASCAR race. Anybody a NASCAR fan? Y'all are, y'all are crazy. Um, I'm just kidding. I, I was up there in New Hampshire uh, working the race this weekend, and all I kept saying was rain, rain, rain. And I was like, ugh. Because I was in Charlotte a couple of weekends ago when it rained and rained and rained. And I had to stay over. And I didn't want to stay over because I wanted to be here with you guys. So I'd already called my boss and said, hey, if they rain delay this thing, I'm still on my flight. I'm gone because I, I need to be at camp. And uh, they got the whole, well, most of the racing yesterday. So I was able to be here with you guys today. So I was excited about that. And uh, I mean, I got off the plane. My parents handed me the keys to my car because they brought it to me. I said, hey, hey, guys, bye, guys, jumped in the car and drove straight here. So um, I haven't even been home. So if you see me in dirty clothes tomorrow, you'll know why. So that's camp. Who cares, right? Who said that? Oh, hey, hey, Chris. What's up, man? So, okay, um, for those of you who don't know me, do not worry. Uh, well, maybe you should worry, because you will get to know me. Be quiet. I heard her laughing, and I was like, I hear Megan. Where's Megan? So, um, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm here to have fun with you guys. Okay, once Megan starts, she doesn't stop. Okay, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited to be here with you guys, and I hope that each and every one of you all is excited, because there's a reason that you guys are here, and by the end of the week, you're probably going to be questioning why I'm here. But, uh, but I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I've been praying about this. I know Brock has. I know Colt has. I know all of your counselors have been. Um, everybody here at camp has been praying for this week. And you are not here by accident. I am not here by accident. Um, we're, we're here for a reason. And like Colt said, that reason is to worship. Uh, that reason is, is to grow closer with one another. But ultimately, it's, it's to build our relationship with Christ. And... First and foremost, if you don't know what that means, then you're going to be uncomfortable this week, especially if you've been putting it off, because you're going to hear about the love of God. You're going to hear about what it means to have a relationship with Him. And I hope that whatever barrier you came in here with, whatever thing you're, you, you've always put up and said, if I can take care of this, then I'll, then I'll look into, in, into a relationship with Christ. I hope that that gets laid aside this week, because that is the most important thing. If you are here tonight and you don't know what it means to know Christ as your Savior, I hope that that by something tonight, by something that you see this week, by something that you hear this week, that that God will change that in your life. So with that being said, uh, this week week is lost and found. Um, I honestly felt lost most of the day. So actually, I turn around twice and sometimes get lost. So... uh, 
it's kind of fun. Anybody have like a GPS? Yeah, I thought about getting one of those on my phone, but it doesn't know the layout of my house, so it's kind of hard for me. So, I'm just kidding. How many of y'all are tired right now? I am too, and my jokes are like really stupid when I'm tired, so. So y'all are going to think I'm tired a lot, so. You need coffee? Seriously? You're not serving them coffee, are you? Oh, Starbucks, that's coming next summer. So, I'm sorry, like, this entire front row went, really? No. No, there's no Starbucks. Sorry. So, um, okay, Brock, Brock is partly right. I just did a camp uh, in Florida a couple of weeks ago, and we really did get off the bus, and one of the chaperones walked up to the guy, and he goes, we have everything that you could possibly want. She goes, is there a Starbucks? And he goes, no. And she goes, is there anything close to a Starbucks? And he goes, we've got a coffee pot. Okay, I kid you not, this lady brought her own coffee maker. And she had like, she had a carton of Starbucks coffee. And she came up to me the next morning, she goes, if you want Starbucks, I've got it. And I'm like, are you going to charge me for it? And she goes, probably. I was like, no, thanks. So she wanted to like open up her whole stand. So, okay. So no, there's not a Starbucks coming. I apologize. And to you too. And to you. Did you react to? She did. Okay. No, nope, sorry. No Starbucks. Okay. Um, guys, I wanted to share something with you just tonight, real quick. Uh, to turn, if you will, to John. Um, this week. When, when, when Brock called me and asked me to do this and he told me that the theme was lost and found, uh, I got really excited about that because I've been reading uh, about different people in the Bible and, and different things that have been going on uh, in their lives and, and just, just the different ways that, that they reacted to stuff. And so this whole week, morning sessions, evening sessions, uh, up until uh, Thursday night, um, possibly Friday, uh, we're going to be looking at a lot of those people uh, in the Bible. Um, they're people that you're probably familiar with, but hopefully uh, you guys will look at them in a little bit different light, uh, especially in light of our theme this week, which is lost and found. And uh, we're, gonna be, we're just going to be looking into a lot of different, a lot of different ways that people, that people were lost or thought that they were lost, and then the way that they were found. So, um, so... There you go. That was kind of the intro for the week. But tonight I wanted to read this to you. Uh, I didn't tell you which chapter, but I'm going to now. It's John chapter 18. It's so bright in here now. I mean, like the walls. Whoa, thank you. I don't need, any, I don't need anything like that. So... So let me tell you, somebody with ADD, the worst place in the world that they can be is on the roof of a racetrack with a video camera. Because, like, you have to follow race cars, and, like, there's stuff going on, like, all over the place, and I don't know, I don't know how I do it, but I do it. So, Okay, everybody in John chapter 18? <laughs> you okay? Did you find a bug? It's camp. Okay. Okay, anybody seen a cockroach yet? 
No. Anybody want to know the Japanese word for cockroach? Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you later. Okay, John chapter 18, beginning in verse 1. It says, when Jesus had spoken these words, if you want to know what words Jesus spoke, I challenge you, not now, but to go back a few chapters and stop when you quit seeing red and then start reading. Because there's a lot of red before that one. Okay. Well, find somebody that does. So, but here we go. It says, and when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas who betrayed him also knew the place for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. So this is the night that Jesus was betrayed. Guys, we're, we're, we're starting this week off with like the, the very beginning of the reason that we're here. This is, this is the night that Jesus was betrayed. This is the night um, where, where Judas brought a group of soldiers to turn Jesus over to them. I mean, this is, this is what started the crucifixion. This is what started the torture. This is what started all of that. This is the night that we're beginning with. And they're like, what in the world does this have to do with lost and found? We're going to keep reading. Uh, Leanne, we are in verse 4. Then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? I love it when Jesus asks questions that he already knows the answer to. Like, I love it in my life when Jesus goes, Hey, Jared, and then he throws a question at me, and I try to, like, duck around it, and then it suddenly dawns on me that he already knows the answer. So it doesn't matter. You know, it reminds me of my parents when they were like, What were you doing? They asked me that because they knew what I was doing. They just wanted to see if I would, like, own up to it. And my mom is, like, the world's worst. I'm 30 years old. I can still walk up to my mom, and she'll go, what's wrong? Nothing. You're lying. No, I'm fine. She goes, your eyes tell me different. And my girlfriend has picked up that trait, and it irritates me. <laughs> because she does the same thing. So, but I won't. Okay, y'all don't tell her that. So he says, whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. I love that phrase. I am he. In other parts, like in other Gospels, it actually says that when he spoke those words, that it actually knocked them over. I mean, I would love it if somebody walked up to me and they go, hey, we're looking for Jared Lester, and I go, that's me. And like they just fell over. It would probably be from the garlic bread that I ate, but you know, I mean, I would love for them to fall over. <clears throat> we are having spaghetti later on this week, right? You already had it? That was, oh man. Okay, never mind. But he says, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with him. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. So it says it here too, I'm sorry. So he asked them again, who do you, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus is Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he, so if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken of those whom you gave me. I have lost not one. I love that phrase. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost not one. 
You see, in John chapter 17, the previous chapter, this is Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane before all of this happens. And he makes one of the coolest statements. He says, I don't pray just for those that you have given me, but I pray for those who they're going to impact. You want to know what that says to me? That says to me when he says, hey, you know what, Father? I'm not just praying for Peter, James, John, and all these guys. I'm praying for Jared. I'm praying for Colt. I'm praying for Brock. I'm praying for Uncle Paul. I mean, like, he literally prayed for us the night before he was crucified. And then if that's not reassuring enough, then he makes that statement where he says, out of everyone that you've given me, I haven't lost one of them. Here's the cool thing about this week, and here's what we're going to be focusing on. At one point in time, we were all lost. There may even be some of you right now that you're lost. And that may be too Christian a term for you to understand, but literally what that means is you are without a Savior. At one point in our life, we were all lost. And then there was that time where we reached out to the only one who could do anything for us, the one who gave his life on a cross, the one who took the punishment that I deserved. And I mean laid himself open before a world that could care less about him. And he said, Father, I love them so much I'm going to die for them. I'm going to love them so much and die for them that those that are lost can be found. And guys, that's going to be our focus this week. I once was lost, but now I'm found. And what we're going to look at is over the next, the next few lessons, we're going to look at five or six people that at one point in their life were lost. And then they came into contact with God. They came into contact with Jesus. And their life was changed because they were found. And we're going to look at different excuses that these people had. And you want to know what's fun about that? Is there excuses that we've all given? I'm not going to get into that tonight because that's going to ruin the rest of the week. But that's what we're going to focus on this week. And like I told you, if you came here tonight and you don't know what it means to know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, I pray that you get that settled. Tonight, tomorrow morning, tomorrow night. But I pray that that's what you do. Because that's what this is all about. It's all about those that were lost and now they're found. Every head bowed, every eye closed. <clears throat> that the saying might be fulfilled which he spake. Of those you have given me, I have lost none. I know that it's the first night of camp, and usually the first night of camp is kind of fun, and... and like Colt said, everybody's kind of wired. But guys, just, just right now in this moment, just right now in this moment, I want you just to guys, whatever's holding you back, whatever's holding you back from truly being found this week, I want you to lay it down at the foot of the cross right now. 
If that's friends that you have that, you're, that you know you're not supposed to have, give it over. If that's some habit that you've got that you know you're not supposed to have, give it over. If there's somebody here tonight that you don't know what it means to call Jesus Christ your personal Savior, I'm going to be up here. Brock's going to be up here. You can find your counselor. But if you want to get that settled tonight, there's no better time. How cool would it be to go to bed tonight knowing that you were lost, but now you're found?